0: Voyager Radio, self-development radio for the open mind, interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. My guest tonight is none other than Vance Davis. You know, in July of 1990, six top military analysts holding the highest security clearances the United States and NATO had to offer, fleed their posts after receiving prophecies from beyond regarding the coming end times. Now, part of their story was covered by sightings CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, and every major newspaper in the world, but you tonight will have a chance to listen to the entire story as told by Vance Davis. Welcome to the show, Vance. Uh, how are you doing tonight? All right. It's been a while since we got together and had a uh, really nice lunch.
1: Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. I learned a lot of things
0: about each other, I think. <laughs> okay, let's start this way. You were a military analyst. You ended up on AWOL, which of course is, uh, in some some uh, circles, treasonous. Tell us a little bit about the situation, and why did you and five others decide to go AWOL?
1: Well, after doing a lot of research into a lot of things that we were receiving through uh, psychic means, through spiritual means, whatever you want to call it, uh, we found that there was a lot, a high probability of these things occurring over the next uh, 10 years, or events occurring over the next 10 years that would pretty well uh, destroy the Constitution of the United States. Uh, spirituality, as it was known in the United States, would be totally wiped out, possibly. Uh, and we felt it was our part of our duty to possibly get this information to the highest possible source and to the public.
0: Okay, why don't we back up a little bit, Vance. Let's talk a little bit about what it was that the United States government was having you do.
1: Well, there I was an analyst, uh, basically what's called a non morse intercept analyst, and we were following a lot of things that were going on over in, in Russia and Germany and everything else quite a bit. And with the stuff that we were doing on our own time, and also we did inform uh, a couple officers of what was what we were doing on the psychic level of things, and uh, we started seeing some uh, interesting pieces flowing together. Uh, one of the biggest pieces was the uh, New World Order that would be coming about.
0: Now, they had you working in, in what is going to surprise a lot of people. Uh... You were working with a Ouija board, is that right?
1: That was one of the many devices that we used to.
0: Now, I mean, uh, this is this is things. right. This is interesting. The United States government was funding six people in Germany to work with, among other things, a Ouija board.
1: Well, I wouldn't really consider it funding. Let's say they weren't telling us not to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh they, uh, most people don't know, but I was in NSA from 1983 to 1987, and they have what's called a uh, psychic research for intelligence gathering, and they use all kinds of things like that to uh, try to protect the country and among other things.
0: All right, now for those of you who may have just tuned in, Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager Radio, shaky start, had a problem with my clock, I was accusing my, my poor engineer and producer of putting me on the air two, year, two minutes earlier than usual, but uh, my guest tonight, Vance Davis, and uh, Vance, you when we met, mm-hmm. the story that you told me was so incredible, I'd like you to just kind of start back at the beginning. Now, not even at the beginning so much, but uh, where you were picked up. I mean, here are six people, AWOL, in Gulf Breeze, having left Germany with uh, a little book full of prophecies, which we're going to talk about later. So we've got about fifteen or twenty seconds why don't you move into that area we'll take a break and then we're gonna come back and really hit people hard with this thing
1: okay well we went to Gulf Breeze to visit a couple of uh... that we went to visit there one of them became my wife uh... little did we know that it was also a very hot spot because of Ed Walters
0: Vance Davis one of six top military analysts who went AWOL in July of 1990 Okay, Vance. We're gonna. We tested the waters. Let's get to it. You end up in Gulf Breeze, the six of you, and you have with you a collection of interesting predictions. Let's just see if we can fill in a little bit of the story, and then we'll take it to the predictions.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well, interesting. See, we had gone to Gulf Breeze in 1983. At least I have, and two others. That's where our school was uh... and one of us had met a person there while at uh... going back to school for a little bit so we decided to visit them on our quote AWOL trip towards uh... the rocky mountains uh... needless to say about uh, six days after being there on july fourteenth uh... the door was knocked on and then broken in uh... the back door was broken in. i had no shirt on uh, i think i told you this story bruce but it's interesting how uh, I felt this cold metal against my neck and was told to lay there. Uh, otherwise I'd have my brains blown all away all over the floor. Um, within within about 20 days we were released with honorable discharges.
0: Okay, now that's the there's the clue. Yeah. You were released honorably even though you had been AWOL. Why?
1: there's several theories out there. One of them is the information that we might have received the government also might have had. And if they had taken us to court, Bruce, uh, that becomes public record. And they, of course, uh, being government, does not want to admit that they use these things or that they have the information that we had. Uh, That would put them in a very touchy situation with the public.
0: Okay, let's let the public in on what's going on here. Let's talk a little bit about what you discovered in Germany.
1: Okay, well, one of the major things, one of the first things that we were told that would happen, we wanted proof, of course, was that the an Iran earthquake would happen, and and it would kill over 300,000.
0: Okay, we've got to back up one second.
1: Okay, go right People ahead. People
0: need to know where you got your information from.
1: Uh, from self-hypnosis... And from uh, the Ouija board, uh, after we protected ourselves against uh, negative forces, as people call them. Okay, we wanted so basically, to the
0: basically what you people were doing, the six of you, was contacting um, other energies, let's say, that are not human in form. Uh,
1: not anymore. Not human in form anymore, yes sir.
0: Right. So in other words, the Disincarnate Spirits, whatever.
1: Whatever they were, yes, but okay. uh, we did want the light beings, and they told us of the uh, Tehran earthquake that would kill over three hundred thousand, uh, which it did uh, right on the front page over there. I understand it was not talked too much about over here in the papers, uh, as you know, uh, our media is a little uh less controversial than it is overseas,
0: okay, so you had some information uh you wrote it down, it happened um. Why would the government be upset about that idea?
1: Well, I think uh, the first thing that happened and that we had um, was that we actually told some people while we were there that uh, watch August first through the fifth that something major was going to start and this would be the sign of the times that Revelations talked about, not necessarily the end. Okay, of Okay, which world. what
0: year are we talking about now?
1: Nineteen ninety.
0: Okay, August, August 1st of nineteen ninety. Yeah, take so, us back. Okay. To 1990 of August
1: uh, August 1990 uh, we were told uh, in May of that year that an event would occur between the United States and the Middle Eastern country uh, that would create a situation that would show the time of, of revelations or that all these people talked about of great change not necessarily ending the world but that would of great change it would seem like the world would end. Um, this basically, uh, we were told would last 100 days if Israel did not get involved. Um, if you remember, Bruce, in August 5th, I believe, that is when, uh, Saddam Hussein walked into Kuwait.
0: Okay, so we're talking about the Gulf War. We're talking about the Gulf War, yes, sir. All right, so now the Gulf War occurs. It basically lasts the, the amount of time that you were told. What else did you hear?
1: Well, then soon after that, we had a. Uh, were told many, many things that the weather would start drastically changing within the United States, uh, that laws would start being passed that would tend to cut somewhat the hard out of the Constitution, which I personally was
0: worried about somewhat. All right, uh, so what's happening now is that you have decided that the information that was coming through should be listened to. You had enough proof, right? We had
1: enough proof, and we had also done research since May of 1990 up to when we went AWOL, which was July 6, 1990, to hold these things in very high probabilities of occurring.
0: All right, Timeless Voyager Radio is the show. My guest is Vance Davis. He is one of six military analysts who has come up with some incredible information from, let's call it, the other side, the uh, disincarnate spirit side of life, perhaps, Uh, from energy beings, spirits, spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, and that our own government is well aware of this kind of uh, information being taken down. Now, uh, you began getting information that uh... i think our listeners would be very interested in you have a book don't you
1: we have a book that uh... yeah we just released in los angeles there that i showed you a small book Uh, recently we just had two hundred of them stolen uh... nothing else was stolen in the home in florida but that was stolen two hundred books of these things small about twenty five pages Uh, a very small little booklet that you can carry around in your pocket called Calling of the Keepsake.
0: Tell our listeners what it contains.
1: Well, it contains the future. Uh, America, and this came from not the Ouija board, but we were told of the keepsake through the Ouija board. This came from the spirit, from our hearts, and we put it into a form that people could understand. Um, America will lead the world back in a a new spiritual time. Uh, I believe Nostradamus talks about the Aquarian Age.
0: The keepsake. Tell us about what the information says inside.
1: Well, let me read, uh, I guess, the the message. Dear friend, though you and I may never meet in person, we know each other through what is called keepsake. Because we choose to adhere to the ways of an ancient people, we are part of their nation. So as a nation, we are bound by the honor of our ancestors to protect, to love, and to heal that which can be healed, to spread the happiness which hides in the mirror of your eyes, and show others that they have reason to live too. Become a light unto the world of darkness, and save your family. Godspeed. Now, to put it in essence, um, I can tell you this much, Bruce, and I think we talked a little bit about it. We have what's called the three keys of the keepsake. And these three keys are kept inside of us, and as we unlock each door that these keys unlock, we all are on our own paths, but they lead to the same point, or the top of the mountain, the center of the circle. And there lies one thing, and that's called the truth. And only one truth resides in us, and this is what Jesus talked about, Buddha, Muhammad, all of them talked about the single truth. And for each of us, we must find that single truth and we'll find that we are exactly alike, and God incarnate.
0: All right, now, uh, Vance, what, what would you say is the problem, then, with the information that you have, and, and why would the government not want you to, to be giving this out?
1: Have my own belief on that, as, as many of us uh, do. Well, let's to, hear uh, yours. Read this. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, I believe, and then not necessarily the government. It could be other other uh, organizations involved in, in stealing what was stolen, um, because it teaches freedom, true freedom. Because when you have true spiritual freedom, you have true physical freedom, and no one can buy you, sell you, uh, do anything to you. You're you're free of of all. Things that are around you and you control them one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, what you're saying is that you feel that this information somehow um, is, in a way, making it difficult for those who want to control to manipulate our lives.
1: It already is to the people we've passed this out to, Bruce, and, and your copy's on the way. By the way. It has already done that, and it, it it's each person's decision. It's not uh, something that we force on people or anything else. It's given as a gift and only as a gift to people. who Right, want now, it. If, you
0: told me this, and this is very interesting. It's a gift. People cannot buy the keepsake, can they?
1: Uh, it, there's no value on this. It's its so special that there can be no value put on it.
0: All right, we're going to tell people uh, later on in the show how they can get a copy if they want one. Um You've given me some interesting ideas about it. What is it that you think makes this whole thing an example of just another conspiracy?
1: That makes the, the book or
0: the the, the, the event, the entire event.
1: The entire event? Well, first of all, the military just does not let six soldiers, especially high-security uh, intelligence soldiers uh, that go AWOL, uh, give them honorable discharges. That does not occur. Also, we just received 700 pages from ENSCOM, which is the intelligence security command, about our whole case, and our Ouija board notes are completely blacked out. Uh, it, the predictions are blacked out, and many, of, a lot of the information is, is blacked out.
0: Now, when people first hear this, they must snicker.
1: Oh, I, I'd snicker, too, Bruce. I'll be honest with you. It makes no sense at all. Even to us today.
0: Yeah. Bruce Stephen Holmes, Timeless Voyager Radio. Vance Davis is my guest. We are talking about a strange event that occurred in 1990. Uh, Let's tell our listeners real quickly. You actually, the six of you, decided to leave Germany because you were told that you should leave. Is that correct? We were
1: told that we uh, should think seriously about leaving Europe and getting back to the United States. And we even looked into getting out of the military because we knew by the year 1994 that they could possibly be marking soldiers and government employees with a microchip.
0: Let's take a few of our calls here. Let's bring up Harold from Tallahassee, listening to us on WNLS. Welcome to the show, Harold.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, I wanted to ask Vance a question that I heard him mention, New World Order, and that... uh brought some to mind to me. I wonder what you think, Vance, of a... Well, it's going to be about a four-part question. <laughs> what do you think, or what ideas do you have on say, for instance, in, United, the United Nations international covenants on civil and political rights? You were talking about our Constitution now, so that's why I thought about this. And NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, World Trade Organization, uh, coming up, all this has got to do with, you know, our Constitution. And I can't think or I can't pronounce the name of our current Chief of Staff. ish <laughs> or something like that. Sounds more like a Eastern European commander of a armed forces there. Is there something behind that we don't really understand? Well, I can tell you. And your name again was? Harold. Harold.
1: I can tell you, personally, on on the last part at least, from a military point of view, uh, a lot of military people like Colin uh, Powell Mm -hmm. a lot. And he, as you know, was not a yes man to the president, Mm -hmm. to many presidents. Uh, He felt the military kept them out of trouble, he he put them in situations that they could win. Well, that didn't go good with this new um, organization that we have in the White House now. So they got rid of him and put in what I call a yes-man. Now, it is interesting that his father was involved with the Nazis and that he was supposedly in the uh, Nazi uh, Boy Scouts. But I do know for a fact that he is one hell of a commander in an artillery. As for being a chief of staff, uh, I I question that. I think he's just strictly there as a yes-man more than anything else as for the other three questions uh... we're still doing a lot of research but we were told about the new world order in nineteen ninety and then bush uh... I believe came out in august or uh... soon after that uh, mentioned it um, and i think also we'll see a new world commission uh... which is basically like our congressional thing that we have here in the united states now i always thought growing up that it was illegal for the united states to bend to the u.n. rules but uh, we've been U.N. soldiers since 1975. Uh, if you get a chance to meet a military person, ask him to uh, show him your his uh, ID card, and you'll see on there that we're U.N. soldiers.
2: Yeah, well have something, a uh, question raised recently about a, a PDD-25 that might have involved, uh, uh, involving U.S. with uh, United Nations soldiers or something, but...
0: Yeah. All right, Harold, we got to give some people another chance to get on, but I really appreciate your call. I hope you don't mind. Okay, thanks well, a lot. I'd like to,
1: I'd like to tell Howard uh, this one, or Harold, people, our Harold yeah. and people listening, that I will be in Pensacola, Florida probably in the second week of September Okay. Uh, to do some things. So All right, to do th- that, some hopefully. things, huh? Yeah. All right, let's take Kevin. Kevin from uh, Kansas City, I think. W- yeah. uh, no,
0: KMBZ, is that right, Kevin? That's correct. All right.
3: Uh, I, uh, excuse me. I find it most intriguing that you should uh, raise such an issue. Uh, I was in Germany in uh, 1978, 79 on a nuclear capable miss- missile base, and have had dreams about uh, the exact things that you're speaking about, and have told these things to many people that I met. And uh,
0: what are you talking on there, Kevin? It sounds like you're coming from outer space.
3: <laughs> the marking. <laughs> government marking
0: Uh
3: uh-huh uh-huh and uh using a checking account and stop using anything that had anything to do with uh, anyone having a way to track my financial uh, dealings or my uh, personal dealings of any kind.
1: And, Let me uh, tell you this, on an interesting level, just to cut this short so we can get to some other people. Well, I'm not, I don't have a credit card and I don't do uh, checking either. Uh, my whole family doesn't. We stick. Deal strictly in cash, but yes, sir. the chip was came came across in 1979. The ability to do it because of the Japanese miniaturizing everything. Yes, sir. But it was created to be done in the military so that we could track our own soldiers from the Pentagon. Yes, sir. Through satellite. Yes, sir. Uh, so we could play big video games for the generals, basically. Yes, sir. What, I, what I've come to notice is that they're
3: feeding a lot of things to the American people as convenience, i.e., the money cards and uh, now using credit cards and debit cards at grocery stores and so forth, and the people eat this up like oh, yeah, gravy, it's, it's... you know, as as a convenience, not knowing that soon, following in in the years to come, that it's going to be required. So uh, I got out of the system as quickly as i could and uh, i'm glad i did and uh i won't go back kevin okay.
0: thanks for your call i'm sorry we have to move on but we got a quick show tonight but that's very important we will talking about we're going to talk about the marking uh tom from burlington vermont wvmt welcome to the show tom
3: yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry you cut to me before you started to talk about the marking but uh i guess i've been interested in this subject for f- about 15 years now and i'm in computers um uh, I guess my question for Vance is it is what do you see the US role our the our country's role in the world in this marking and and what do we do as individuals?
0: Um, good good question.
1: Cuz I see this coming down and I don't know how to deal with this personally.
0: All right. Vance, well, what do you that's, say?
1: That's a, that's one of the better questions I've had in a long time. Now, look this way. The last place that would be willing to accept something like this is the United States. Or So we're the last area. The United States. Yeah, we're the last area to actually be tested because in Europe they would accept this with no problem. Most of them have personal ID numbers, and I know in in uh, Sweden they wear this necklace thing that has a little chip inside a metal thing and uh, all that stuff. Well, the United States is the last place, and I guarantee you that not everyone will accept the chip or anything else. Uh, I'm personally one of them. You probably are another. Uh, but the thing is, in the United States, they'll never totally control, but they'll probably control enough. Whoever's doing some of this stuff, I don't believe the government is smart enough to do this. I really don't. They can barely keep their own secrets. to say. Yeah, they can barely keep, their own, yeah, can barely keep their own secrets, but there are some, probably some very large businessmen in the world that would be willing to do this and to use that. Uh, It's strictly a power thing, and and I personally feel that it's going to come to a head uh, in the future. And I'm talking possibly some kind of civil war within the United States if it doesn't get stopped now.
0: All right, Tom, thanks for your call. We really appreciate it. Um, Rosella, Santa Barbara, California, listening to KTMS. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, uh, I'm glad to be on here because I always like to... uh, compliment you guys for being so brave and coming out of the closet and telling the truth. I'm one of the students of the conspiracy from way back to uh, 61. I have in my possession a a booklet that I think is pretty rare. It uh, tells of a talk of Berea's where he said he tells in detail what they were going to do to all of us who um, are real patriots they said we'll take care of them in the mental institutions now have you heard about them using camps or something to lock us all up
1: well it's interesting bruce this comes up cuz i think we talked about it a little bit those camps that people talk about they're for real and they're planned uh they're planned to use because the jails are overcrowded uh riots one of our predictions is that riots in major cities will happen they have to have some place to put these people Yes, and last year uh, your governor in California, Rosella, actually came out and asked if he could use these camps, asked President Clinton uh, on national news on CNN. And Clinton had the reply saying no, they were federal uh, camps that they could not be used for the state purposes. Now it's interesting, I think the governor governor did this on purpose to let people know that these camps are really there. Uh, I have seen one in in Fort Riley, Kansas, and it's huge. It could probably hold 10,000 people with no problem. Uh, That's standing room only, of course, but they could do it. Oh. Now, the purpose behind them, what they built them for, was overcrowding and everything else, but it doesn't mean that they have to be used for that if certain things occur. So we have to think of this logically. And reality-based-wise, we can't let it go off to the far end and, and everything else. We have to deal with it on a very grounded area.
0: All right. Rosella, thanks so much for your call. We really appreciate it.
2: Well, I'm glad to be on. Talk to you.
0: Okay. Uh, Joseph, Clearwater, Florida, listening to us on WBDN. Welcome to the show, Joseph.
2: Oh, good morning,
4: guys. How uh, you doing? Very intrigued to uh, hear about your experiences, Vance. Uh, followed it when it first happened uh, and made its way into the media when you guys were arrested in Gulf Breeze. Uh, I'm curious. We've been talking about a lot about the identification in the last few minutes, but uh, I'm very curious about the power struggle between what I'll refer to as light and dark forces uh, within our military and within our government. Have you guys touched on that very much, or is that a verboten subject?
1: Well, we believe it or not, have never had the question asked. <laughs> and we always sit there and say, well, when it's asked, we'll answer it. Uh, yes, we did talk about it, we did discuss it uh, amongst ourselves and, and at the time before we left when AWOL. And there is, uh, it's, it's not necessarily light and dark, it's more of the, there is a portion of the government that wants people to know what's going on and to give them information because they believe that the public can help us answer the questions. Um, at the same end, there's a group of people that would like to keep the power in their own hand. It's just the way we classify paperwork. It's from the 1940s, and that's kind of old now. We classify things that uh, most of us know about. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of an old system that uh, some
4: people in power do not want to get rid of. Absolutely. And it keeps them in power, basically, I think, somewhat. Absolutely. I've had some experiences similar to what you're describing, and I've run into those same types of people uh, that you're talking about that do want to hush it, and uh, some of the links that they go to, some of the harassment can be severe. Now, you guys somehow miraculously were honorably discharged. Have you been harassed since then? Not one iota. In fact, I have a friend in the FBI that helps
1: me on information sometimes. Uh, he believes in what we did. Uh, he read about the case in 1990 when it happened, and uh, we've been talking a little bit since then. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of conspiracy stuff out there, and a lot of people distrust uh, people that in the government and outside. They're just like us. We, I, I joined the military out of Kansas, naive, and I learned a lot of things. There's a lot of people in there like me.
0: All right, Joseph, we've got to move on. Thanks so much for your call. I really appreciate it. Uh, Louise from Denver, Colorado, K H O W territory. Welcome to the show, Louise.
3: Hi, thank you. Um, uh, is there something that I could eat to lower my blood pressure? I uh, take Cardizem now, Hunter.
1: Well, I, there's one way that could really help you that I, I my mother takes, and that is a lot of learn to take the stress out of your life, learn to relax, and also a lot of prayer does work. A lot of prayer does work, but you have to believe.
0: You All right. Let's, believe. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this stuff, because, and thanks, Luis, for your call. Um, we, talked, we touched on marking, and I think it's pretty obvious that everyone knows what marking is. But you talked to me about the concept of prayer. We've got about two minutes before we have to break. Why don't you tell us what you learned from your experiments out there in Germany?
1: Well, we learned that the marking can be uh, basically, if you are marked, and you may be marked by force, uh, maybe not by choice, but uh, I do an old uh, Native American ceremony that uh, basically can distort that. And also uh, for you guys that uh, feel you're abductees, it stops that also. So prayer and and religion, or not religion, but prayer and and, uh, other stuff like that can work can't stop things. When we were so we're talking that.
0: about a belief system, aren't we?
1: Uh, very much so, yes.
0: If people have, and here comes the key word, faith, they can change. They can move mountains. They can
1: do mountains. anything. They right. can move the mountains. We did, and we're just learning that we did. Uh, the keepsake teaches this big time uh, that it's all in our hands if we just go out and do it. We call it new reality, new thought, Bruce. We've mm-hmm. dropped new age. We dropped UFO. It's new reality, new thought. We have to change our thinking now.
0: Uh, we've got about 3 minutes and 40 seconds, and we're already past that. We have got a few things we've got to run through. Number one, I've got a, a listener who wanted to call in. George, welcome to the show, Burlington, Vermont. Uh, why don't you ask your question?
3: Yeah, I to know if you had any clue uh, as to the name written on the white stone.
0: All right. Vance?
1: That's the first I've heard anything of that. So I'm here to learn also, just like everyone else.
0: All right, George, thanks for your call. Uh, I think what we really need to do is let's talk about the two major predictions.
1: Okay. Well, uh, one right now, which is happening, I understand from people in Seattle, Washington, that Mount Rainier is starting to bulge in the northwest corner.
0: Uh, and that's and written also, down. Uh, that was one of the written down predictions. Right.
1: Uh, and that's supposed to happen. that was supposed to happen soon after the L.A. earthquake. Well, it's been pretty active up there, and everything's occurring to plan. Uh, that will blow uh, probably either early this, late this year or early 95. Okay. Uh, then the other one uh, was what, what do we want to discuss there, Bruce.
0: Well, you had down the big one in California, 14.6. Oh, yes. 14.6, yes, that it, should just about take care of the entire West Coast.
1: Well, pretty close. I talked to the U.S. Geological Survey, and they said for it to measure that high, which they can't measure that high, but for it to be that high, it would take a drop in the San Andreas Fault of only two feet.
0: So for those of you who are listening to Timeless Voyager Radio, you know it comes from Santa Barbara. (laughs) We may not be on the air after that. But
1: San Francisco will survive, mostly. uh, All right. Do I have a couple seconds
0: to read? You got it. Go for it.
1: Okay, this is out of the Keepsake for people that want this. You will know others of Keepsake without sight. It will be a feeling that you cannot explain, a willingness to be known to them, a willingness to fight alongside of a stranger, a smile that you have never seen but remember clearly and a willingness to become brothers and sisters in the face of adversity.
0: Thank you, Vance. I appreciate it.